Shame on you, Commander. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm gonna sentence you to to five life sentences. No pussy <laughs> ever again. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Back to School September. Ring, ring, ring. What's that? Homecoming. <laughs> oh, wait. Homeroom. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm in school nature's. <laughs> Nailed it. Homeroom bell. Gotta rush to class. Mm. Make sure I, you know, know my locker combination. Mm-hmm. That I have my homework and I'm ready for the, the quiz today. Did your summer reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did anyone ever have like a decked out locker? Like I'm talking like obviously the organizers on the door, but also like a disco ball or like wallpaper and stuff like that. Oh, see, we didn't have full size lockers like they do in movies, like the tall skinny ones. Like we had basically like cube size lockers so there was five of them like four or five of them in each column and they were like stacked next to each other wow um and they weren't like built into the school or anything they were like their own independent like structures and we had some inside buildings and then most of them were outside in high school at least did you put your backpacks in there? Like, did they fit? I honestly, like, didn't even use mine by the time I was in high school, really. I would just carry my stuff around with me. But, yeah, you could fit, like, your backpack and, like, books and stuff in there. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> We're back at it, baby. We have a full lineup this September of mm-hmm. back-to-school movies. Yeah, I really love our lineup. I'm super excited to, uh, oh, to yeah. dive in. We have some good ones. We have – one that I've never seen before and one that I have not seen in years. So it's like I've never seen it before. So Yeah. I think we're starting off with a heavy mm-hmm. hitter too. Yeah. I have been wanting to do this movie for so long. <laughs> and it was like a blast to watch it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. it's on a streaming platform so I can like go back and see it again for leisure. Oh, definitely. So in case you haven't already guessed, today we are doing a classic 2005's Sky High. Oh my gosh, we have some Will Stronghold, some Warren mm. Peace, some Gwen slash Royal Payne. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Oh my god. <laughs> A.K.A. Ramona Flowers, A.K.A. actually don't know her, her name. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. That we also have <laughs> Layla played by Danielle Pennebaker, uh, one of the absolute queen icons mm-hmm. of Disney Channel at that time. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't done an, another Pennebaker film yet. This is our first one. I know. Oh my gosh, I can't wait till we do Stuck in the Suburbs. Yeah, this movie I fucking loved. I remember watching it in theaters, I was obsessed with it. It was just like I don't know. It was just like everything to me. I think it was also right after I had moved to Singapore and we could like actually see movies in theaters. And this was like one of the first ones that um, I remember seeing there. So it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't remember seeing this in a movie theater, but I do remember watching it on Disney mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I absolutely had a crush on Will Stronghold. Mm. Um <laughs> At the time, you know, not Warren Peace, <laughs> oh but <my> definitely 
had a, a crush on Will, who is mm-hmm. now at, with the child and is um, yeah. in a relationship with Maya Erskine from Pen15. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I remember when they got together, I was like, oh my God, this is so weird that this is like a, a pairing, that like worlds are colliding. But yeah, yeah um, they seem very happy and they had their baby and yeah. Yes, I loved watching Pen15. Same. I'm still not finished with season two, but... Um, yeah, I don't want it to end, so I'm not finishing season two. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do something else, though. I would really like to see... Mm-hmm. A show or a movie or something from them. Yeah, definitely. Going back to this movie, <laughs> I yes. think it's pretty similar, honestly. Like mm-hmm. coming of age, mixing it with like being a superhero. And it's like it just really fills a void in me when I watch it. I'm like definitely tickles tickles a certain brain cell. And I'm like, this is perfect. Just what I needed. Yeah. Like it, this movie gives me something very different than what I would get by watching like any other like superhero movie. Like this doesn't feel like a superhero movie to me. This feels like a high school movie first and foremost. They just also have powers, which I think is just so much more fun to watch because I'm more interested in like the relationships than I am like fight scenes. So I also yeah. think that puberty, and we'll talk about this later, but it's like a really big allegory for – sorry, I meant to say powers <laughs> are like an allegory for puberty in this right. movie. Yeah. But let's just get into it. We're going to start with the numbers, baby, the yes. real reason you tune into the pod. Mm-hmm. The budget was $35 million and they made $86.4 million in the box office. I don't know if that's like exceptional, but it's it's good, right? Yeah, it's good. It's not bad. It's certainly not a bomb by any yeah. means. But I think that Disney was really expecting a lot more because like initially there was plans for a sequel called Save You, which would have been yeah. like them going to university. It would have been like the same cast and everything. There was also like rumors about War and Peace getting his own movie. And I'm like, I'm big time holding uh, myself back from like talking about War and Peace until we really get into it because once I start, <laughs> I won't be able to stop. But basically, Disney did not really get the numbers that they were hoping for from this movie. So the sequel never happened. They also were talking about doing a TV show, but that never happened. But in 2016, apparently, Disney did formally announce that there were plans for a sequel, that it was in development, but. So far, nothing has we got nothing. <laughs> Big goose egg. Yeah. But I wouldn't want like a sky high with totally new characters. Like I would want to see these characters. Yeah, like as adults. I guess or maybe something. if they like if some of them worked in the school, like then I could mm-hmm. see. Okay, we have the old generation and a new generation, but I just worry that they would ruin it. I do too. I do too. Because I think also, I mean, it's similar to. Lizzie McGuire getting rebooted Mm -hmm. like you want the same essence to be there so if it's different people writing or if it can't capture the same tone because they're trying to appeal to what kids want today or what they think Mm -hmm. kids want today then it's like oh yeah I don't know if it'd be if it'd be good yeah Mm -hmm. and before we head into it we just want to remind you that we have a new Patreon episode this month whoa this was voted on by the patrons, for the patrons. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually did take into account 
because there was, I believe, a tie. Yeah, there was like a four-way tie at one point. <laughs> yeah. And we knew that people had voted for this previously. So we were like, okay, this is cumulatively had a lot of votes. We're doing spy kids. I have been wanting to do this movie for so long. So <laughs> I am pumped. Me too. I'm so excited. Yes. And if you would like to listen to that episode, just go to the link in our bio. You can also take a look at the show notes. Our link is there. And you get an extra episode every month that you vote for. You also get access to our Discord, lots of fun conversation, our close friends on Instagram, you know, behind the scenes, daily life updates. You also get your own montage song and just the camaraderie of hanging out with us being in the sleepover squad. Yeah, it's a great time. So we hope to see you there. Since we have much to unpack, I think we should just dive right in. Or fly right in? Fly. Power. (laughs) Strength. Punch into it. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) So we start off with a very, like, comic book vibe right off the jumps. Camp, baby. Absolutely. The voiceover says, in a world full of superheroes, two stand above the rest. The Commander, and Jetstream. They were top real estate agents in the metropolis of Maxville by day, and their names are Steve and Josie Stronghold. But to Will Stronghold, they're just his parents, and living up to their family name means saving the world someday, but there's one problem. Oh my god, what? Will doesn't have his powers. No! We see him in his bedroom trying to do a bench press with this fucking insane set of weights. And it's crazy. Man's got his chicken arms. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Downstairs, his parents, the commander and Jetstream, but they're in their everyday disguise. So Steve and Josie talk about um, one of their clients who's buying this colonial house. And Josie's like, you know, I know it's just our cover, but I think we're on our way to win the sales trip to Hawaii. (laughs) And then Steve is like, oh my gosh, Will isn't downstairs yet. It's his first day of school. And he's like, Will, Will. Yes, of course, we have um, Kurt Russell and the late great Kelly Preston playing Mm -hmm. Commander and Jetstream, iconic duo. So Will is in his room and he hears his dad calling to him. So he frantically like shoves more and more weights onto this bar. And when his dad opens the door, he's like pretending to put it back and is like, 102. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Great set. Commander Steve is like, oh, yeah, low weights, high reps, like good thinking, got to prep for school. It's like 500 plus pounds. Yeah, absolutely thing. insane. <laughs> And he's like, you know, today's the big day, and I'm so proud of you for, like, following into the family business. And Will is like, real estate? And Steve is like, ha, 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 yes, but seriously. (laughs) I'm nearly invincible, but maybe the next time I punch a meteor, I'm going to be the one shattering into a million pieces. So you got to, like, take over (laughs) once I can't anymore. But no matter what happens, you're going to be there to save the world. And Will's like, yeah, totally, totally, totally. I can totally do that. <laughs> Absolutely, Daddy. <laughs> so downstairs, Layla, 
Daniel Pennebaker comes into the stronghold house and Josie offers her some eggs and bacon. And she's like, oh, you know how my mom can talk to animals? Turns out they don't like being eaten. But she's like really nice about it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, a, <laughs> okay, this is awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want some juice? <laughs> so Steve comes back down and Layla's like, good morning, Commander. And like gestures to his <laughs> eyes. And he's like, oh, my God, like my glasses and puts the glasses on. Just the flimsiest. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Flimsiest costume. It's so good. Yeah. So Josie starts talking about how she can't believe they're starting high school. And it feels like just yesterday they were swimming naked in the kiddie pool. And Will comes down. He's like, please. Mom. <laughs> so his parents phone rings and it's the other phone. It's mm. the mayor. And Steve is like, big trouble downtown, big trouble downtown. <laughs> and so they spring into action and Josie tells Will she really wanted to see him off, but like gives him a kiss goodbye. And Steve tells Will that most kids only have one superhero parent, so just go easy on him. Mm. Little does he know. Yes. Will and Layla, a short time later, are watching news coverage of this giant evil robot that is terrorizing downtown. And we see the commander and Jetstream. They fly in to save the day. And uh, yeah, they end up defeating this, this robot. And Commander takes its robot eye as his little souvenir. <laughs> and Will is just kind of in awe of how good his parents are and is like, I'm fucked. Mm -hmm. So they walk to the bus stop together and Layla's like, I know it's our first day, but I can't wait to start saving mankind and womankind and animal kind. And he's like, and the rainforest. And she's like, ha ha ha. You know, I just feel really good about this year. So Will and Layla get on the bus and Will's like, is this the bus to sky high? And the bus driver's like, ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut Unless your you whore want mouth. all, yeah, <laughs> you bitch. Unless you want all the super villains to know, like where our fucking school is. Get your head in the game, Will. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then the bus driver's like, "Hey, what's your name?" And he realizes it's Will Stronghold, you know, Steve Stronghold's son. Mm -hmm. And he tells the kids behind him to like move. He's like, "Will Stronghold sits behind me." <laughs> So Ethan gets up, um, just, you know, a random kid, and he's like, wow, I can't believe a legacy like he was on this bus. And he asks the girl next to him, Magenta, to move, and she's like, he only needs one seat. And she's like, no, like, he needs to sit next to his girlfriend. And Will's like, oh, no, th this isn't my girlfriend. And Layla's like, yeah, yeah I'm just totally. his friend. <laughs> He's like my brother. <laughs> then some like redhead kid comes up and he's like, oh, hey, you, that's not your boyfriend? And like tries to flirt with her. I'm like, I'm Larry. Bold Larry. <laughs> Pretty bold. Yeah. So Will and Layla head, you know, towards the back of the bus where their friend Zach, a.k.a. Nicholas Braun from Succession. Was he nominated for an Emmy? Maybe. Let's see. The absolute mischief maker <laughs> of the Lower East Side. Cousin Greg in the flesh. 
let's see what he was nominated for. He won a Screen Actors Guild Award. He was nominated for an Emmy, nominated <sighs> for a so Critics' crazy. Choice, and he is currently nominated for another Emmy. So yes, yes, Emmy nominated so <laughs> actor Nicholas Braun playing Zach Attack uh, with his bleach blonde hair, which is fucking insane. Kind of like a faux Eminem type getup. Mm, yeah, like he's always wearing white or lime green, or highlighter Mm -hmm. yellow. That's the vibe we're looking at. Like with the visor on, Mm -hmm. upside down type Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, the visor. Lord. My Lord. So they like (laughs) catch up on their summers, and Zach talks about how he was waiting all summer long for his powers to show up, and by mid-August, nothing. And Will is like, oh, so like – you you don't have your powers? And he's like, thank God I'm not alone. And Zach is like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Do you think I would show up today if that was the case? No. I woke up a few days ago and bam, there's my powers. And Will's like, okay, what what is it then? And he tells him he'll have to wait and see like everybody else. He's like, besides Will, it's not like you've ever powered up in front of me. And Will's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm modest. <laughs> So Ron Wilson has finally collected everybody to the bus and says, next stop, sky high. We see him, like, change his hat. He rips this patch off his shirt to show the sky Jesus. high patch. <laughs> the seatbelts engage. They come down, like, um, like when you're on a, a roller coaster or something. They're like, Shoo! and uh, he drives, drives, drives. He's on a bridge. There's no bridge left. He takes off. We're in the air. The wings come out. The engine pulls out. We're flying through the sky. Everyone is screaming, but we are on our way to sky high. Yeah. And everyone screams too. He's like, ugh, freshman. (laughs) So we get to sky high. The kids get off the bus, and Ron Wilson tells them that the bus waits for no one. Except for you, Will Stronghold. (laughs) If you're ever running late, running early, or you just want to talk, give me a call. And he hands Will his card. I love Ron Wilson. It's such a great comedic (laughs) relief. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So the freshmen are all like marveling at the other students who are like one girl's multiplying. Another girl is like using her freeze Mm -hmm. shit and... um, (laughs) And then we catch a glimpse of the bullies, Lash and Speed. They decide to pick on the freshmen, and Speed runs around them really fast to, like, round them up. And then Lash steps up to collect a new student fee from them. And Ethan's like, whoa, I didn't read about the student fee in the handbook. And... um I'm not even drinking tonight, guys. And then Gwen Grayson, student body president, comes over and she's like, that's enough, guys. Stop it. And she's like, hi, I am the student body president and starts to like share some important rules. But Will, all you can hear is like, I know this (laughs) much is true. true. So he's entranced by this girl. He's not hearing a single thing Mm -hmm. she says. 
finally comes to and she's like, if you can just remember those few simple rules, I promise you will not fall off the edge of the school. And everyone giggles and he's like, huh, what? (laughs) It is pretty wild to me, like the concept of going to a different school for high school because like the school that I went to was K to 12. I didn't join until third grade because I had like moved from China but, like, I was at the same school. I was on the same campus, like, the whole time. So it does seem, like, jarring to be at an entirely new oh, school yeah. for high school. Oh, yeah. It's crazy to be like, oh, um, yeah, you're going to go to high school. Not only will it be an entirely different, like, curriculum mm-hmm. and structure, but you're also going to need to go to a different building. You won't know where shit is. Yeah. You will be so lost. It's all different people, like, in all the other grades, too. Like, that sounds awful. <laughs> Although if you're in the same – like, I was in the same town. Mm, right. So the people that I'm going to high school with, some are new, but mm. a lot of them I also went to middle school with. Okay. So they go inside to their brand-new school, and they are welcomed by – Principal Powers, you may recognize as freaking Wonder Woman. What? Yeah. Like, I guess I always think of Wonder Woman as the cartoon version, but what film? Like the Wonder Woman show, like from the 70s. Oh, snap. I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's Linda Carter. That's crazy. But yeah, so later on in the movie when she's like, I'm not Wonder Woman, you know, that's like a direct reference. Ha ha hee hee. So Principal Powers, she welcomes them. She tells them that they are about to be put through power placement, which decides if they're going to be on the hero track or hero support, which Magenta calls the loser track. So sidekicks, essentially, is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So that's when they meet Coach Boomer, a.k.a. Sonic Boom. His power is he's fucking loud. And he he explains they're going to step up on this platform, show everyone their power, and then he will determine if they're a hero or a sidekick. And he says that every year there are some whiner babies who try and question their placement, but his word is law. His judgment is final. So there will be no whiner babies. Mansplainio. Mm-hmm. His power is mansplaining. <laughs> um, so we get a montage of the power placement. First up, we have Larry, who hit on Layla in the bus. He is like 10 pounds soaking wet. I love that phrase. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <Thank> and <laughs> Layla is like, it's so unfair to humiliate people in front of everyone. Will says, if life were to suddenly get fair, I doubt it would happen in high school. Except... <laughs> Little Larry's power is to turn into a giant rock monster. Yeah. (laughs) And Boomer drops a car on him. He catches the car. He could probably eat it, too. He's like, hero. That's a hero. And you know what? Honestly, I don't think the effects are really even that bad. Considering this movie came out in 2005, I think it looks a lot better than some of the shit that we see now. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Next up, we have Zach, who decides he's next. He is not called up. He's like, Mm -hmm. I got it. I got it. And he's like, I'm doing it right now. And Boomer's like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, I'm glowing. (laughs) 
Maybe like you could turn off the lights. Uh, you could cup your eyes a little, look close. <laughs> and Boomer's like, sidekick. Mm. Next, we have Ethan. His power is just to melt in a puddle. He- he's a sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> we see some other people, da-da-da. Then Magenta gets up. She's a shapeshifter, but she only shifts into a guinea pig. So, again, sidekick. Yeah. Layla is next, but she says she only believes in using her power when the situation demands it. And he's like, this is the situation, and I'm demanding it. And she's like, to support this test would be to support a flawed system. Because she refuses to show him her powers, she is given sidekick. Um, And then the bell rings, and he's like, okay, we'll pick the rest up right after lunch. Starting with Will. Dun, dun, dun. So we go to the cafeteria. Zach is talking about how Boomer's going to regret making him a sidekick. And uh, one of the fellow freshmen, his power is to like clone, like disguise himself as other people. And mm-hmm. so he pretends to be Boomer is like, oh, you got a problem with me? And Zach is like, oh, I, oh, I don't know. And uh, the guy's like, I'm just messing with you. And we also hear over the loudspeaker, we have a ton of these little like throwaway things over the loudspeaker that are so good. But this one says, the cafeteria staff requests that sidekick stop ordering hero sandwiches. So they sit down and everybody notices this guy staring at Will. Who is it? Oh, my God. It's the love of my life. War and peace. (laughs) I I can't even really describe the way that I felt seeing this man on screen for the first time. <laughs> it was an awakening for me to this day. He still makes me go feral. If you are looking for more uh, content from Mr. Stephen Strait, who plays War and Peace, you can watch The Expanse. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, I'm not sponsored, but I should be because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. I highly recommend, but he is the lead in it, so definitely recommend But War and Peace, we get a little backstory on my man. His mom is a hero, but his dad is a supervillain. So the name War and Peace is just... War and Peace, so good. Pure genius. I mean, there's so much like wordplay in this movie. Like even Sky High being the name of the school, it's like, oh, the limits are Sky Mm -hmm. High. And it's also a high school in the sky. Like we have so many little funny wordplay Things like that throughout, which are just hitting my sense of humor in the best way. Yes. So his supervillain dad, we had a little backstory on him. His name was Baron Battle, and he was actually busted by the commander and ended up with a quadruple life sentence, not eligible for parole until after his third life sentence. And Will is like... Uh. Great. So it's my first day and I already have an arch enemy. And War and Peace is just like smoldering, super hot, glaring at him. He has like a little red streak in his hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dripping in leather. Yeah. Yeah. So they go into the hall. Will, Layla, and Zach are just walking to class when Will bumps into Gwen and she says his name. And Will's like, oh, you're a mind reader. And she's like, you have a name tag. (laughs) So (laughs) Gwen compliments Layla's skirt 
and she's like, how's power placement going? And she's like, you know, we need a freshman rep for the homecoming committee. Ha, 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 ha. He's totally Audi 3000. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, I would love to do that. After this, he immediately comes face to face with War and Peace. So he leaves and goes to hide in the bathroom. Meanwhile, what's going on in the bathroom? Just some light bullying. Ethan is getting a swirly from Lash and Speed. And uh, as he scurries on out of there, they are like, oh, so Stronghold, you going to hang with us this year? You know, bring some pain to the sidekicks? And he's like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Would love. Please let me go. Catch you on the flippity flip and uh, skedaddles on out of there. So we go back to power placement. It is finally Will's turn. He is just standing on that platform, not doing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. He then whispers to Coach Boomer, and Boomer's like, What do you mean you don't know what your power is? And Will is like, Um, I don't know. And so Boomer thinks he's messing with him. He's like, oh, just like your old man. Car drops the car on Will. Thankfully, he at least has some reflexes on him because he manages to lie down flat before it completely crushes him. And he's like, I don't have super strength. And Boomer's like, oh, you're like your mother. Why didn't you say so? And presses a button that just like catapults him, fucking yeets him across the gym. (laughs) He crashes into a pillar head first, and he has to reveal that he doesn't have any powers. Yeah. So Coach Boom labels him a sidekick. Sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Will does get to go to the nurse for the his head crazy <laughs> like trauma to his brain that he sustained. Mm-hmm. So The nurse checks Will's reflexes, and she's like, oh, I remember doing this to your father. He kicked me through that wall. And Will's like, oh, have you told my dad? And she's like, I don't want to be the one to tell the commander. His son doesn't have any powers. And then takes a look at his chest with her x-ray vision, and she tells him nothing seems to be broken. And he's like, well, except for me not having any powers. And the nurse is like, you know, don't worry about it too much. Maybe you're a late bloomer. You know, you could get one of your parents' powers or both, but in a in a very rare case, it isn't technically impossible for someone with two superhero parents to have no powers whatsoever. And Will's like, do you know anyone like that? <laughs> and she's like, well, there's only one person that I, I know of. Cut to... Ron Wilson, a bus driver, oh. playing with his, like, broom and accidentally breaking a window. So, yeah. Those windows smashed so many times throughout this movie because they already smashed once before with the sonic boom. Yeah, yeah. We got another smash, and I can think of at least, like, two or three more. <laughs> yeah. So Will's also just like, damn, that's, that's me. Yeah, yeah, the bus driver extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he could be in the military. He's actually, he has usable skills. He could yeah. fly a plane. It's true. There are there are other options, but 
So back at the Stronghold house, Jetstream is getting dinner ready, and she's on the phone setting up an open house. Meanwhile, Commander, he is fiddling around with his little robot eye, <laughs> polishing it up. He's put it as, like, the centerpiece in their table. <laughs> like, it, there's literally, like, a wreath thing around mm-hmm. it. I'm like, you're so extra. <laughs> yes. So Will then comes home, and Commander's like, oh, my God, how was school? And Will's like... Daddy, can I talk to you privately, please? (laughs) So Commander says he knows just the place, and on their way out, Jetstream tosses him the little robot eye to take with him. And Commander's like, you know, son, it's time. Like, it's your first day at Sky High. I'm going to show you my secret sanctum. And kind of like reminisces on his first day at Sky High and how that's when his father gave him the keys to his secret sanctum because back then they used keys. Now we have like a little touchscreen hand print situation. Yeah. So Will's about to scan his hand and the commander is like, before you do, you must never, ever bring anyone down here. And Will's like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. In one ear, out the other. And they go down. (laughs) So they slide down these fire poles. They get into the secret sanctum. And we look around. There's like a pool table. There's a pinball machine. It's like very cool. And we also have this kind of museum of the various souvenirs that they've taken from like villains that they have vanquished. So we see a couple of them. But the most important one is Royal Payne's pacifier. And he tells a story about how it was the first time that him and Jetstream paired up to fight together. So he just tells him like a little story about how Jetstream came smashing through the window and he knew she was the one for him. And he's like, this pacifier is, and it's like a ray, like a ray gun or something. Mm -hmm. It's like the pacifier is my most prized possession And Will says, it's amazing, and asks what it does. And he's like, oh, I don't have any idea. I have no clue. (laughs) So he tells Will that this is their story, like him and his mom, of kicking butt. And now it's time for a new chapter in their story. And he flips over a nameplate on a pedestal, and it's Will's name. Mm. And he asks him what he wanted to tell him. And Will's like, well, fuck. And he's like, I'm going to kick your butt in pool. Meanwhile, the robot mm-hmm. eye starts to glow and records them. Yeah, we have this little cutaway to this evil little goblin villain whose name we don't learn until like the last 30 seconds A of the literal, movie. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. His name is Stitches, apparently. And... He talks to his boss, who is, you know, in the shadows, about how they were right. The commander took the robot eye home because of his huge ego. And I can't remember what happens, but, like, the boss then starts, like, strangling stitches until he cries uncle, which happens in every single scene with these two. He's like, now the only thing bigger than his something is his ego. Like, a little quip. Mm Mm-hmm. So after some time in the sanctum, Will is sitting on his roof, reflecting, you know, on the day when Layla uses her powers to come up and join him. And her power is that she can control 
and like animate plants. So she grows this tree to come and join him. And I just want to remind everybody about earlier when she said that she only uses her powers like when it's absolutely necessary. But I'm like, is this absolutely necessary? Like no. you wouldn't you wouldn't show it here like at school in a very simple way. Like you could have done something very simple, non-invasive to the plants. But instead you're like, I shall grow a tree so I can go sit on a roof with my friend. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too, like her quote unquote boundaries about mm-hmm. using her powers. It just doesn't make sense in canon. No. And she was saying like as they're going to the bus, I'm so excited to like start sky high and then graduate and go out and save the world. And I'm like, you're not even using your powers though. So how are you going to go out and save the world if you're not using your powers? Yeah, like if you didn't want to do, I don't know, whatever, like you could have just been like, look at that tree outside or like put an apple seed on the ground and then you like grow an apple tree. They should have just like gotten rid of the whole like I don't believe in using my powers unless absolutely necessary and just had her like die on the hill of like this is a stupid system and I don't want to support it that would have made more consistent sense but yeah what are you gonna do so she sits and joins him and she asks where he was after school and he explains that he was at the nurses and kind of reiterates like what she said that he may never get his powers and he did not tell his father And the reason he didn't is because his parents are so great that everybody expects greatness from him, too. And she's like, well, you are great. And he's just like, thanks. And she is staring at him like, you're so great. I'm in love with you. And she's like, well, you know, being a sidekick isn't the end of the world. And she then summons an apple from a nearby tree and says, when life gives you lemons, and he's like, you make apple juice, and for some reason she can't grow lemons. I don't know. It's never revisited. (laughs) And Will says that she has an awesome power. She could have easily made Hero. Why would she choose to be a sidekick? And she says it's because she thinks the whole dichotomy is stupid, you know, dividing people into groups. What is that? And Will just goes, high school? And I'm like, True. So true, queen. (laughs) So true, queen. The next day, it is the first day of hero support class taught by All-American Boy. But nowadays, he just goes by Mr. Boy. And like immediately first thing, he like has done a quick change, right? I love. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you know, without hero support, there wouldn't be any heroes. And he's like, okay. It probably still would be, but they'd be very lonely. And Zach is like, you know, when do we get to pick our names and our costumes? I want to be Zach Attack. But Mr. Boy explains that on graduation day, they will be assigned to a hero and they will decide on all that to avoid any clashing colors, which I read is like a clapback or callback, whatever, to Batman and Robin. Mm. with like super different color palettes. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that, but that's so true. Yeah. Turns out, though, Mr. Boy was paired up with the commander. (gasps) Yeah. He's like, good thing, too, because blue makes my eyes pop. But Will is shocked. He's like, you worked for the commander? And Mr. Boy is like, let me. uh, Okay. (laughs) I worked with the commander as a team mister and looks through his like attendance list mister stronghold and 
Mr. Boy is just like so hurt that the commander has <laughs> never mentioned him. And I would be too. Like yeah. that sucks. I think throughout the film though, we really I think he he does kind of redeem himself in the end, but we kind of learned that Will's dad is a jerk. Like he's oh, really narcissistic. Yeah, he's like the classic like narcissistic hero. It's all about me type of vibe. But I think that if I had had literally one singular drop of alcohol in my body when I watched this movie, I would have cried at yeah. this point. <laughs> one single drop, mm-hmm. yeah. I would have cried because I really had a newfound appreciation for Mr. Boy that I have never really given a second oh, thought to. Oh, I thought to. he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I just never really paid attention to him, but he was just breaking my heart in this moment. The way that he yeah. was like, your your dad never I was like, that's me. so fucked up. So fucked up. Absolutely. So I'm a I'm a Mr. Boy Stan from now on. Me too. And he's immediately like, you know, that makes perfect sense because the commander doesn't have time to sit around flipping through <laughs> scrapbooks that I took the time to make for him. He's out there saving the world with your mom. She ever mentioned me? <laughs> Mr. Boy. <laughs> This one's, like, hard to hear. It's hard to to keep watching at this point. Oh, my God. Yeah. But luckily, to break this really tense Mm. moment, the power goes out, and there is an – I know. Bless bless it. Uh, There is an explosion upstairs. And because the power is out, they actually see Zach glowing. Yeah. So they're like, he he does have a power. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mr. Medulla, the science teacher, comes in and he's like, there was a little misfire in the mad science lab. No need to panic. Unless you're a single cell organism. (laughs) With his giant mega mind head. (laughs) It's like um, the Jimmy Neutron episode where his friend, is it like Sean? Sheen? Sheen. His head, he becomes a genius and his head is giant. Oh, my God. We have to do the Jimmy Neutron movie at some point. We have to. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Boy is like, oh, you know, here in Hero Support, we're trained never to panic as he is gripping the pipe on the ceiling for dear life. And then he comes crashing down. Yeah. I I just can't forget it. Your mom ever mentioned me? Maybe. (sighs) I'm going to start crying. (laughs) We go back, like, we look at the scrapbook. He's, like, at the birth of – he's, like, he's Will's, Will's god ma- godfather or something. Like, oh that's a villain god. origin story. Yeah, the fact that he he went through his hero fucking forgetting his name, which we'll see later on, and he didn't become a villain. Shame on you. Shame on you, Commander. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm going to sentence you – to, to five life sentences, no pussy ever again. <laughs> it's for good men only. Yeah. Oh, so 
after this, we get a little montage of, you know, hero support class, everybody learning how to use gadgets, also like learning how to say catchphrases and stuff like that. We <laughs> see some science class with Mr. Medulla. We see everybody riding to school with Ron Wilson. Everybody is a total pro at riding now. They're just like, hands up. We're on a roller coaster, loving the vibes. And we also see everybody do like the quick changes into their gym uniform, except for Zach, who quick changes into his underwear. <laughs> and I do think I would I would say if, but it's probably when when I meet Nicholas Braun, um, <laughs> I will say, "Oh my god, I loved you in Sky High," and I will never instead of succession. succession. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god, you were you were the in glow Sky kid High? in Sky High. <laughs> And then you just, like, go like this and you, like, just, cup your yeah, cup hands around eye, your cup eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah. So. Whatever happened to you in Magenta? Yeah. Were you endgame? Yeah. So, Nicholas, look out because I'm going to do that to you one day. <laughs> oh, I know you're listening now. <laughs> yeah, I know you're listening. <laughs> so, back at the Stronghold house. Everyone's studying when the commander comes in in full costume and he's like, if you guys are all in here, who's out there saving the world? Classic dad joke. Yuck, 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 <laughs> yuck, yeah. And um, Will is surprised that he's home so early and commander's like, oh, yeah, you know, after I stopped the Superdome from collapsing, I was watching the game and I was like, hey. It's been a minute since I tossed around the old pigskin with my son, but it looks like you and Layla have made some new friends. So the commander then meets Ethan, Zach, and Magenta and asks, you know, what's your name? What's your power? And when he hears all their powers, he's just like, <laughs> great, that's super awesome. Uh, I'm going to go make a tuna fish sandwich if anyone wants one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Mmm, so cool. I'm going to go have a tuna fish sandwich. I also don't get, and this is like a continuity error, he is like, who are your friends? He doesn't know Zach, but... Yeah, I was also thinking that too. Like, supposedly they know Zach. Like, oh, Zach, how's your summer? Yeah. Bitch, you know everyone. You know who's a superhero. Exactly. We cut to the kitchen, and... I did watch him make the tuna fish sandwich just because he was, like, gassing himself up. Mm -hmm. It looks like he takes out, like, a, and I know it's acting, but he, like, mm -hmm. puts a spoon in the tuna fish, like, slaps one, like, <laughs> micro cell of tuna fish on the sandwich and puts a piece of bread on top. <laughs> like, it's so fake. I was like, sir, have you done Meisner? <laughs> it looks like... The the tuna fish is not pre-mixed with the mayo. It's like the mayo is going on the bread and then the tuna. And I'm like, wow. That's not how it works. You mix the mayo in with the tuna. He said he makes a good tuna fish sandwich. Garbage. Get out. <laughs> There's not even a fucking celery piece that you diced yeah. up in there. Oh, Get my out. God. That's, that's the best part is the diced up celery. The little crunch in the bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do also love that he is using Wonder Bread because, you know, Wonder Bread, superheroes. That was, oh, that was yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. Um, I'm lost. Okay. So <laughs> the commander's like, oh, you know, well, they sound like a good bunch of kids, but they've really lowered the bar for some of those heroes since I was at Sky High. 
And Will's like, actually, they're sidekicks. <laughs> and the commander's like, oh, you know, that's really good, Will. Being a kid of your stature, to hang with a bunch of sidekicks, especially as a freshman, I didn't have the guts. Like, I could only imagine what my father would have said if I brought them home. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah. What? what are we talking about anymore? There's some undertones in here yeah. that I'm not loving. I don't like it. So Will's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a sidekick. And the commander's like, of course. I used to have a sidekick once too. He even saved my life once. Um, what's his name? What's um, his name? Put some fucking respect, respect on All-American boy. <laughs> the commander, All-American boy. boy. His costume matched yours, man. You picked it yeah. out. And Will is like, so daddy, you would be fine <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a sidekick then. And the commander's like, yeah, sure, I guess. Like, And Will's like, that's good. Because... I am one. I'm also a small British orphan. <laughs> Please, sir, can I can I have some more, sir? Can yeah, I have some tuna fish salad, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's a freaky thing, isn't it? One day it's your son, and the next it's a British orphan, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay, so <laughs> the commander is. Not happy for sure. Mm-hmm. He freaks out and he's like, Oh, this is some sort of power trip that Boomer's on because he never made a big time. And he like goes to call the school and he's like jabbing the phone. It's <laughs> it's being crushed to bits. And Will's like, Stop, Dad. I also love the drawer of extra phones that he pulls the next one out So true. Um and he's like, I don't have any powers. And the commander, again, he's shocked. And he's like, but I thought you had super strength, like me. And Will's like, no. no. And <laughs> the commander's like, well, you know, you're just a late bloomer. And he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe, but maybe not. But I don't care because I'm proud to be a sidekick. Actually, I'm proud to be hero support. And Will goes back and he rejoins his study group and they all stare at him, but they get back to work and he and Layla like smile at each other and you could just tell she's like very, very proud of him. Mm-hmm. I do kind of wish that Will never got powers. I wish that he like remained. I think that would have been a really interesting movie. Mm-hmm. I wish that he like remained a sidekick the whole time. Like mm-hmm. it would have been a very different movie, but yeah. I think it could have like hammered home what they were trying to hammer home in like a better way. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like this the whole scene was him like telling his dad that he's gay. Yeah. It's like, they're all gay and I'm gay too. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. The commander definitely goes through that kind of like process of <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, love Simon. He's just like, Stop fucking with me, Simon. Oh my God. Come on, toss around the old pigskin. <laughs> what do you want? You want to watch run- runway fashion shows? Come on, toss. Let's watch uh, the game. <laughs> yeah, good old Josh Demel as yeah. uh, the dad in Love Simon. <laughs> Just freaking out. Ugh, yeah, so 
we then see like this scene between the commander and Jetstream in the sanctum and so dramatic commander is sitting there in his chair like with his head in his hands he's like i just can't believe it like all i ever wanted was for will to save the world and she's like yeah that's a lot to put on the shoulders of a 14 year old my guy (laughs) and he's like when i was 14 i carried the weight of 18 cars on my shoulder (laughs) and she's like okay listen I get, I understand, like, I'm disappointed. Let's take a step back. <laughs> Two, like, I, believe me, I would have loved to have seen my son fly, but we can't just dump him in a vat of toxic waste. And Commander's like, well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta noggin on you. You're mm. thinking, your gears are turning. I like it. What do we got? Where can we find it? <laughs> but she's like, listen, Will is a great kid and... Maybe we won't be the Stronghold 3, the greatest family of superheroes, but we can be the Stronghold 3, the greatest family the world has ever known. Wow. And luckily, this doesn't get dragged out any further, and, like, Commander does, like, get on board. He's like, you know what? You're right. And he can go into real estate. (laughs) So there's another family business that he can take over. But I am just glad we didn't have to deal with the whole, like, you're throwing away your dream. It's not my dream, Dad. Yeah. It's yours. Like That just, would have been too much. Yeah. You we know, resolved it, and it's fine. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly. So, the next day at school, Ron's hat is stolen by Speed, and he tries to get it back. And Will steps up and defends him, and he's like, Speed, give Ron his hat back. But he throws it in the mud. Ron puts it back on, but I was like, again, my heart is like breaking for these like mm-hmm. teachers. Yeah. At lunch, we can see Ethan. He has this like pudding cup that he saved for Will, but Speed decides to steal the pudding cup and he trips Will. Or actually, maybe Lash trips yeah, Will. Yeah, he like reaches over and grabs his leg. Yeah. So Will's lunch tray goes flying and it lands in front of War and Peace. Yeah, not a great beginning. Mm-hmm. So Warren asks him if he thinks he can just do whatever he wants because he's the commander's son. And I'm like, he's on the floor. Like, he, <laughs> do you think that he purposely did this? It's like, hey, Warren, <laughs> we throw hey, Warren, my macaroni hey. at you. He's like on his shirt. He's like, look at me now. <laughs> so Will's like, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry that my dad put your dad in jail. And he's like, nobody talks about my dad. And he like, he's like, fire hands. And Mr. Boy just runs. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually very hot. Literally. Fire. Thanks, Christina. (laughs) So Mr. Boy run, run, runs to get principal powers. And Warren is throwing literal fire balls at will yeah and will runs to pull the fire alarm lash trips him on the way it's like why he's already he's already toast (laughs) yeah Yeah. so will is like crawling under the table trying to avoid these fireballs that are getting thrown at him i'm like he tripped like you're gonna kill him i don't think that makes sense I don't think it dawned on me until this watch through that I'm like, oh, he's actually trying to murder him. Yeah. You're <laughs> – that's manslaughter. This is attempted murder. Yeah. So 
The sidekicks come out and try to defend Will. Will lifts up the table that War and Peace is standing on. <gasps> he's strong? And Gwen is like, he's super strong. Ugh. So <laughs> Will is like, who tripped me? And Lash propels himself up into the ceiling. And Warren gets ready to throw more fireballs. And Will like squares up. <laughs> So we cut to the teacher's lounge, and I love this part. Boomer's oh, like so good. talking to Mr. Medulla. He's like, listen, what if I told you her twin is evil? And he's like, this Friday, you say? <laughs> so Medulla, in that you moment, dog. Yeah, you dog. In that moment, Warren just busts through the wall of the lounge, but he comes back with a vengeance. Layla tosses Will the, the fire extinguisher, and he extinguishes Warren. Yeah, just in time for Principal Powers to finally show up. Take your freaking time, girl. Right? You know, someone was almost murdered, but it's whatever. Um, <laughs> powers brings them into this detention room, and in this room, like, their powers are neutralized, so Warren cannot flame up. And she tells them that at Sky High, they teach them how to use their powers, but what they do with them is up to them. And she says that living up to your father's reputation or trying to live it down is a waste of your your powers and your potential. So I'm going to leave you to think about your actions. So she leaves and Will is like, listen, our father's beef is not our beef. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of bury the hatchet thing. But Warren says if he ever crosses him again, he'll roast him. So Warren is not quite ready to be pals just yet. No. So Will gets home and he tears the door off his hinges. It's like <laughs> it's like a well moment, okay? Yeah. Josie reprimands him for almost destroying the cafeteria and Steve is like, sanctum, now. They get down to the sanctum. He starts, he's like, opening his mouth to speak and he's just like oh I'm so glad you got your powers <laughs> if your mom asks you what we talked about just say that like I read you the riot act and I took away your xbox and he's like I don't have an xbox and he's like spins around a, a, a swivel chair oh well you do now <laughs> and Will opens his gift and the evil villain spying on them watches mm. They see that Will's gotten his powers, and Stitches is like, they know we, he, we, fuck. What does he say? <laughs> he knows that we have the weapon. What, what is this? What, are, what am I talking about here? <laughs> they know that Commander has the weapon. Okay. Yeah. So Stitches is like, we know that he has the weapon. We should crush them now. <laughs> and this anonymous villain is like, We've waited this long. When the time is right, we'll have our revenge. And he like strangles him and he's like, Uncle, Uncle. Mm hmm. Have you ever wondered what the top 10 most streamed 90s songs are? Or what about the top 10 highest paid dead celebrities? Maybe the top 10 most common phobias? Hi there, I'm Nick, host of the Tennis Podcast. Every episode, me and my various sidekick hosts share trivia, fun facts, and hot takes as we try to guess each other's top tennis list. Here's a little preview. When he dresses up as a girl bunny, 
He drives Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam crazy with lust. Mr. Monopoly's actual legal name, Rich Uncle Pennybags. And it turns out people will just shock a guy to death if someone in a lab coat asks semi-nicely. Chickens outnumber humans more than two to one. It is the only R-rated film to gross a billion dollars. With over 175 episodes and counting, there's sure to be a top 10 list that tickles your weird little fancy just right. Listen to Tennis Podcasts now on any podcast app. That's 10ISH Podcast. So the next day, back at Sky High, we're waiting for class to start. You know, good old hero support. Zach and Ethan are, like, gushing over how Will has made sidekick history. Like, now nobody's going to mess with them. Mm -hmm. And Layla's like, yeah, you're breaking down barriers. You're proving that we're not just heroes and sidekicks. We're just people. And Mr. Boy comes in to start class, and he's like, except for you, Will, um, please gather your things. I have your new class schedule because you've been transferred to the hero track. (gasps) And (sighs) – Mr. Boy is like, if you ever find yourself needing any hero support, he ducks under his desk and does a quick change and says, I still do a little freelance. Uh, Mr. Boy! Mr. Boy! Justice for Mr. Boy. I love him so much. And Will is like super sad to leave his friends. But they're like, you know what? We'll see you on the bus. We'll see you at lunch. It's totally fine. Mr. Boy's like, you best not be late. And Layla's like, yeah, just go already. Gives him little smiles. He's like, okay. Go. Go. Get out of here. (laughs) Don't come back. (laughs) So he goes off to his hero track knowing that things are going to be okay. So Will comes into the mad science lab and they're covering rays today. Mr. Medulla explains to the class that there's like freeze rays, heat rays, whatever. Mr. Medulla is like, well, there's no one left to partner up with, but you can work with my teaching assistant, Miss Grayson. So Will gets partnered up with Gwen, but he is missed. I don't even know how much school, so he doesn't know yeah. how to make the freeze ray. Mr. Medulla is coming around, like, checking everyone's rays. Just absolutely destroys one of the other students. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, they finally get over to him, and Gwen has used her powers to put the ray together. And he's like, oh, did, you made it, right? And he's like, oh, it wasn't me. And he, like, <laughs> freezes his classmate. And he's like, Gwen, next time, let the student succeed or fail on their own. And Will's like, how did you do that? And she's like, I'm a technopath. I can control technology with my mind. And he's like, wow, that's awesome. And she's like, what you did in the cafeteria is awesome. I can um, tutor you, like, privately for science. Dear Lord. And Will, just no critical thinking skills on the boy. He's eating it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the next scene is in the cafeteria, and Will is, like, mighty comfortable sitting at Gwen Grayson's table. He's like, guys, guys, come here, and beckons his sidekick friends over. But when they try and sit down, Gwen's best friend Penny, whose power is that she can clone herself, like, a million times, Mm -hmm. 
She's cloned herself so they take up every single free seat and they're like, the table's full. You need to leave. And Layla's like, okay, it's fine. Like, we'll just go find an empty table. Come on, guys. And so they walk off and Penny is like, well, no offense, but we're not running a loser outreach program. Gwen apologizes and she's like, you know, Penny can be a little full of herself sometimes, which is a great little quip because she is literally full of many, many versions of herself. (laughs) And Will just sadly watches as his friends walk off. And then he also notices War and Peace giving him the death glare. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Also... Penny was played by Khadijah Hack, and I was mm-hmm. like, how do I know that name or that face, really? And mm-hmm. it's because she is one of Khloe Kardashian's best friends, and, like, yeah. her and her twin were in all the episodes when um, Keeping Up first started. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm always confused when I see celebrities' best friends. I'm like, what do they do? Because I feel like they're always jet setting. I'm like, mm. what's your job though? I would love to be, I would love to be like celebrity adjacent because you get some of like the perks without mm-hmm. the scrutiny and the pressure. <laughs> it's so crazy because like, I mean, we wanted to be actors and I guess, you know, we also like, I would say at certain points I wanted to be like a famous actor, but I, mm-hmm. I know like you've also talked about just like doing like basically like indie stuff yeah and, like that's, whole theater like yeah i definitely like would love to just do like if i could work consistently off broadway like that yeah, would be the right dream. yeah but to be like a celebrity you're just like you can't even go to the grocery store unless you're in a disguise and stuff it's like yeah. hard to just live mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so hard being a <laughs> podcaster yeah just- <laughs> People always stopping me in the streets. Yeah, I got stopped at Trader Joe's, and I was like, (laughs) just kidding. It was it was Christina's old roommate. She knew who I was. Like we'd met before. (laughs) I have met people who have like listened to the podcast before that like I don't know. Really? And they're like, oh my god, that's your podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And that's always like weird. Or people who I meet and they're like, oh, I've been following you on TikTok for like months. And I'm like, yeah, I I have us. Yeah. Some of my um, coworkers will like they'll message me or like if I see them in person, be like, "Oh, I saw your like TikTok on my feed, like organically." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, "That was me," but yeah. I didn't post. It was Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. So yeah, if you ever see us in the street, come say hi. Unless I look like shit, then don't come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to the task at hand. In the hallway, Layla is at her locker, and Will comes up, and he's like, you smell nice. And she's like, it's honeysuckle. She's clearly, like, bothered by what happened in the cafeteria. It's (laughs) honeysuckle. Yeah. She definitely is, like, a lot nicer about it. She's trying to hide it a little bit and just be like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm chill. And he's like, hey, so about lunch, I feel really bad. Like, that wasn't cool. I would love to make it up to you. How about we go to the Paper Lantern tonight for dinner? Mm-hmm. And she's like, but you hate Chinese food. And he's like, but you don't. And Aww. my little acts of service heart is like, oh, my God, that's so cute. So they agree to meet at the Paper Lantern tonight at 8 p.m. And that's when Will 
hears his name being screamed from the other part of the hallway. It's Ethan. Mm -hmm. He's calling for help. So he rushes over there and Will manages to use his new his new social cachet to like <laughs> stop Ethan from being shoved into this locker by he's Lash. He's an influencer. Speed. Yeah, he has this new social currency and it's that he's a hero. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. Bling, bling, bling. <laughs> and he also manages to get them to let uh, Zach out of the locker he has also already been stuffed into. And... Ethan and Zach start fucking running their mouths. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's a runner. He's a track star. Literally. They're like, oh, not so brave when when Will's around, huh? Like, he could totally beat your ass. And they're like, oh, really? How about we settle this in PE then? And Ethan is like, bet. If Will beats you and save the citizen, you have to lay off the sidekicks for a year. And then the other side of the bet is that if Will <laughs> loses, they can dunk Ethan's head in the toilet every day until he graduates. And I'm like, that what? doesn't seem like a fair trade. No. You should have at least asked to be laid off of for the rest of high school, but kids are dumb. So Lash and Speed agree, and they walk off. And Will, of course, starts freaking out because no – freshman has ever won save the citizen before mm-hmm. lash and speed are like the current title holders they're undefeated plus he like doesn't know how to use his powers yet fully and zach is like listen you you gotta you gotta win because we can't let them dunk ethan's head in the toilet anymore not again the dunking must end there you go nicholas yeah so <laughs> emmy award nominated actor Toys. Nicholas <laughs> yeah <laughs> So we go to Save the Citizen, and Speed and Lash are crushing everyone. Of course, they are playing as villains. So they challenge Will to the next round and pick Warren as his hero partner. Mm. The round begins, and Speed and Lash have this whole like pinball maneuver, and it knocks them both down. But Warren uses his fire powers to get Lash's arms off him. And Will is just getting his, like, shit rocked, and he's, like, yeah. falling over and over. Like, I'm like, change it up, my boy. Mm-hmm. Warren is doing all the heavy lifting with his flames, and Will does a giant punch on this on this ground. <laughs> on this here ground. <laughs> Will punches the ground, and it sends all the floorboards flying and knocks Lash and Speed on their asses. And he ties up Lash with his arms. While Warren goes after Speed and he yells to Will to save the citizen, Speed keeps running around Warren. The clock is counting down and he's like creating this vortex that's sucking away the oxygen, which is extinguishing his flames, but he's also like suffocating. Yeah. And Will's like, uh, fuck. So he does decide to save Warren first and with just seconds to spare, he, like, picks up speed. He sends him in the other direction and tosses Warren to save the citizen. Everyone cheers. Will goes over to shake Warren's hand, but he walks away. And mm-hmm. everyone's, like, congratulating him. And we can see, like, Layla, Ethan, Zach, Magenta. They're all just, like, on the side. And they're like, well, well. But he doesn't notice because he's fucking consumed by the popularity. Mm-hmm. I also love the little cutaway to um, 
Oh, my God. I've already forgotten his name. The science teacher. Mr. Medulla. Yeah, Mr. Medulla and Mr. Boy when they're like, oh, remember when we used to use real citizens? Because the the conceit of the game is that they have this mannequin, the citizen, that is being like lowered periodically above this giant it looks like a wood chipper yeah like horror show wood chipper situation so like saw mm -hmm. just terrifying so yeah they used to use real citizens that's crazy (laughs) so back at the stronghold house the commander is gushing over how will has broken all these records and he even broke his mom's record for save the citizen and that's when they go into the kitchen where they see when with Jetstream. What? And ha, 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 ha. she apologizes for, you know, barging in. <laughs> and Jetstream is like, oh, Steve, Gwen is a technopath and she's here to help Will with his science homework. And she's a senior. And I'm just like, and look at that ass. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are weird. It's weird. I'm also like, he's 14. She's 18. Like, that feels... Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a little weird for sure. Yeah. Because, like, 14 is young. It's a 14. Baby. Yeah. You're just recently a teenager. Little did we know. Yeah, little did we know how much worse it could possibly be. But... <laughs> Gwen is like, yeah, I know we were supposed to study tomorrow, but something came up and I was hoping we could do it tonight instead. And Will's like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to do literally anything with you at any time. Got nothing going on. Schedule (laughs) cleared. Nothing else going on. Brain empty. Mm -hmm. No thoughts. And so Commander's like, well, on one condition, you must, you simply must join us for dinner. We insist. She's like, okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, at the paper lantern, Layla is waiting for Will, sitting at the table alone. What are they doing at the stronghold house? Oh, laughing, (laughs) having dinner. (laughs) And Will's parents are like, oh, Gwen, uh, might we know your parents? And she's like, oh, probably not. You know, my dad went inactive years ago and my mom passed away when I was a kid. So Gwen is like, Oh, actually, I did have a little bit of an ulterior motive for coming here tonight. Um, I am the head of the homecoming committee, and I was wondering if you'd consider coming to the dance as guests of honor to receive the award for Heroes Mm. of the Year. Meanwhile, back at the paper lantern, Layla is just picking away at her food when the busboy comes over. Who's the busboy? Yeah, it's the love of my life, War and Peace. (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) In his uh, little ponytail that he has tied up. Oh my god, he looks so good in this scene. It's insane. The man is just so beautiful. There is a moment when he's sitting down, he smiles. Mm-hmm. Just like the whitest, brightest smile. Like he looks so handsome. Mm-hmm. Just such a beautiful man. So he recognizes her. He's like, oh, you're your stronghold's friend. And she's like, yeah. He then asks if she wants him to heat up her food because it's been sitting there forever. And she's like, you're not supposed to use your powers outside of school. And he's like, yeah, I was just going to stick it in the microwave. He's like, you're annoying me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm in love with you. And she's, 
you know, explains to him that she was supposed to meet Will here. Obviously, that didn't happen and asks if he wants to sit down. He looks around to the completely empty restaurant and is like, yeah, I guess I can spare a minute. He sits down and this man lifts up his finger, lights the edge of it like a lighter and lights that candle. And I it took I'd be done. It took my breath away. It does every (laughs) time. But I was literally sitting in my bed watching on my laptop and I was like. Excuse me. Stop seducing me, sir. What, sir? That's illegal. I'm gonna have to handcuff you to my bed. Literally, but he is just stupid hot, and I can't deal with it. Take it away. No, really, he's stupid. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, they go back to the stronghold house, and they're showing Gwen their old sky high yearbook. They are so close together in this scene. I know it blew my mind they are jam-packed she's in the middle and they're like (sighs) in her ear (laughs) one of us like it's so weird (laughs) if you look here yeah you're so beautiful Gwen we love you (laughs) he's like smelling her hair oh my gosh this reminds me of um Texas Chainsaw ask her the original like old old one um it's like god maybe we'll cover it i don't think so it's like so (laughs) gruesome so anyways (laughs) they look through this yearbook and they come across sue tenney and they just talk about how weird she was and apparently she like disappeared right before graduation and josie's like yeah some say she was recruiting villains at the school others say she was just smoking in the girls bathroom and the commander calls her a nightmare. And then he points out Baron Battle, one of the worst. And the commander's like, he always swore he'd have his revenge on me. And he totally stole the lead in Oklahoma. And Will's like, how- Dad, you, you got to let it go. Yeah. And she's like, you deserved it. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's, yeah. just-, <laughs> Let's just move on. Yeah. Whatever. Meanwhile, back at the Paper Lantern with my boy, War and Peace, and Layla's there too, I guess, and she's telling this story. (laughs) She's telling this story about how in grade school they had to grow lima beans and Will couldn't figure out why hers grew so quickly. So she told him about her powers and they've been best friends ever since. And Warren's like, huh. And falling for him was that before or after the lima beans? And she's like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Me and, and Will? Is it that obvious? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. Why don't you just tell him? And she's like, well, I was going to ask him to homecoming, but he already likes somebody else. And she's perfect. And my man, Warren, He just looks down and in a very soft, deep voice says, to let true love remain unspoken is the quickest route to a heavy heart. And she's like, oh my God, like that's really deep. And he's like, yeah, and uh, your lucky numbers are, and pulls up the fortune (laughs) cookie thing, four, 16, five, and 49. And I'm like, Warren just reeling me You're in. You're unbelievable. Uh, also, like, 
they have really sweet chemistry. I do I was wish- kind of like, hey. Yeah. Hey, maybe. I was into it. Haha, JK, what if? But maybe. Yeah. I, I'm very into a Layla War and Peace pairing. I think like, yeah. so if we play out the rest of high school, I think that Will and Layla are probably going to date like throughout the rest of high school and then break mm-hmm. up like for college or whatever. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go join Greenpeace or something. Yeah. I'm going to join the Peace Corps and like peace out. But a couple years later, maybe she – no, because Warren wouldn't still be living in the town. He's living somewhere else. Maybe they're both like in a big city and they run into each other and they like grab drinks at a bar and they're catching up. And that spark that never yeah. had the chance to be nurtured flames up once again. Give me the like – Nicholas Sparks love story where they meet in like Seattle and Mm. she has like a farm outside of the city and he's like (laughs) just trying to make it like I don't fucking know what he's doing maybe he's a scientist (laughs) he's in hydroponics who knows and they Mm. like rekindle and like meet up and it's like da 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 yeah they're like sitting at this dark bar they're like reminiscing about high school and you know she's like yeah so much of High school is colored by me and Will because we were together, but like that's over and they look at each other and it's like, oh, I can't (laughs) wait for you to write this fan fiction. I'm going to do that immediately once we stop recording. So keep an eye out for my Layla and War and Peace fan fiction. Anyways, Warren has to get back to work. So he gets up and says, see you around, hippie. Walks off. After they reminisce and dinner is had, Will walks Gwen home because he wants to spend some time alone with her. Mm. And he's like, oh, I don't usually hang out with my parents all night. And she's like, oh, well, they're great. Like, I'm glad that you're coming to the dance. If only I could find someone to go with. Mm. Mm. I've gotten a few offers, but I turned them down. I'm waiting for the right guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, you will, idiot. (laughs) And then she leans in to kiss him when Gwen's dad opens the door and she promptly goes inside. But before Will leaves, she runs back out and kisses him on the cheek. And Will's like so excited. He like walks back home and like jumps up and Kind of like spins around the street lamp and knocks it down completely. This is actually our first sign that Will has another power that we see later on. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I did it until this time because he doesn't like just jump up there. He kind of like, he really shoots up there from far Mm. away. And I was like, ah, the Inklings. You never know unless you try. You never know unless you try. You never try unless you know from that episode of Broad City when- Abby is Oh, my God. When she's like an us fucking singer in yeah. a jazz club. Yeah. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> so good. You never know unless you try. You never try unless you know. And Alana's like, who is this? And they're like, oh, that's like, what's her name? Like Gwendolyn? Like Val. some shit? Val. <laughs> oh, God. So good. Val. So <laughs> we go – Back to the evil little side villains once again. And they talk about how at Homecoming, that's when they're going to have the greatest collection of superheroes all under one roof. 
and they're going to be able to enact their revenge. But there's just one thing missing. And we zoom in on the pacifier. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We then flash forward to the next morning. Layla is waiting for the bus and Will rushes up super excited to talk all about how he is taking Gwen to the dance when he stops because she, he sees that she has a fortune cookie in her hand and fucking clueless Will just is like, oh, I love these and grabs it and opens it, reads the fortune, which ironically says, your loyalties are clear when it comes to friends. And then he finally mm -hmm. remembers that they had plans and he apologizes and he's like, oh my God, you must want to kill me right now. And she, Layla, girl, have some standard she's like actually it's just the opposite like i had something i wanted to talk to you about no. but she tells him to go first thank god and he's like oh my god my news is that i'm taking gwen to homecoming like i'm so excited she's like the coolest girl in school this is amazing and layla's like yeah that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. That's great. Yay. So good yeah. to hear. So they get on the bus and he's like, oh, yeah, what was what was your homecoming news? You had something you wanted to say. And she's like, oh, yeah, um, just I'm going to I'm also going to homecoming. He's like, oh, really? Like who who asked you? And First of all, this is like insane to me that is this a thing in America that you don't go to a dance unless like you have a date? No, but I feel like it's like homecoming mm -hmm. and people are doing the date thing. Then I feel like it would be common to have a date, but but you can absolutely go without a date. You just go with your friends. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, because I get like obviously we didn't have homecoming or anything like that, but we had mm -hmm. prom and – the only people that went really with dates were people who were like in relationships. Other than that, everybody just went. There were like a couple people who went as dates, um, especially people who were in the grades below. Like you could only come if you – if somebody from our grade like bought you a ticket yeah. and you were a date. Or I guess you could – actually, you know, you could buy your own ticket. I just never did because I was like, why would I want to go to a senior prom like – it's a lot of money for people I don't really know. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so the whole concept of like, oh, you can only go if you have a date is like so weird to me. But anyways, he asks who her date is and she panics and is like, oh, um, yeah, War and Peace asked me to the dance. I'm like, you couldn't have said Zach. You couldn't have said Ethan and just been like, hey, can you – she wanted to get those jealousy, green-eyed monster. And who else but War and Peace to to bring that out? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Will's like, you can't be serious. It's my enemy. And he's like, when did you even start hanging out with him? And she's like, last night at the Paper Lantern. Mm-hmm. At the one Chinese restaurant literally everyone mm -hmm. in our school goes to. Yeah. And apparently this is supposed to be a metropolis, as they said in the beginning of I know, the movie. Right? I'm like, that's, that's not tracking, but sure. <laughs> sure. So that day at lunch, Layla decides to sit with Warren. And he's like, what could have possibly given you the idea that it was okay to sit here? She tells him it's the funniest thing. It's so hilarious. 
I was going to ask Will to homecoming, but I said we were going together. <laughs> Instead, I did that. Yeah. So Magenta comes over and sits down and starts asking Layla about the homework. And Warren is like, no, like you can't <laughs> sit here. He's like, I'm brooding. <laughs> I'm listening to Lanny in my in my headphones. Mm-hmm. And I'm sketching and writing poetry. <laughs> yeah. Then Ethan and Zach follow and they sit down and Layla bursts out laughing and she's like, oh, Warren, you're, you're crazy. crazy. You're wild, Warren. <laughs> yeah. You're wild. Just as Will walks by. Of course. And Warren asks her if she's just doing this to get Will and she's like, yes. And he tells her – He's in, but he's not renting a tux. So Warren leaves and Ethan is like, is this still the tough guy table? Like Ethan, you little oh, nugget. Ethan. <laughs> when he – because I think he also says to her, like, he's like, you're not doing this because you like me, right? And I would be like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry is there. Like, I really wish that they – I know. wish they'd done that, but have to read about it in my fan fiction. Anyways, so <laughs> after school, we see, uh, you know, the gang. They're sitting on the steps, and Zach is like, oh, yeah, homecoming is so stupid, like so lame. And Magenta's like, yeah, but I think I'm going to go. And he's like, yeah, no, me too, for sure. Of course. Absolutely, duh. I will be there on time. That was a bit I just yeah. did. And Will comes over to, you know, hang out with his friends, but Gwen immediately pulls him and is like, come on, like, we got, I got to tutor you. You have your little assignment coming up, whatever, whatever. Layla sees them, immediately jealous, so she goes and sits next to Warren, who is probably, once again, sketching, <laughs> and she holds his hand. She's like, hey, cutie, like, I was just thinking about the dance and, like, what we should wear, blah, blah, blah. And once Will is out of earshot, Warren, like starts heating up his hand and you just see the steam rising until she like has to let go because he is literally burning her and he's like don't call me cutie ever again i'm like i'll call you cutie whenever i want to cutie yeah you fucking cutie deal with it (laughs) (laughs) oh god so we go to the tutoring sesh gwen is trying to help will build a ray gun blindfolded but he is Struggling, obviously. Then Gwen gets a call from Penny and she's like, oh no, Will, there's a problem with the fog machine for homecoming. I might have to build one myself. And she's like, maybe the homecoming committee can stop by. Um, And he's like, oh, well, my parents are on a distress call. I'm not supposed to have anyone over. And she's like, oh, it's cool. I was just hoping we could spend a little bit more time together, but I'll just see you at school. At this moment, my boyfriend notices <laughs> an Aquabats poster, and I was like, that means nothing to me. And he plays me some of their music. It's a ska band, like a very twee ska band that's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, brass instruments. And there is a Tenacious D poster. And he's like, this is like not painting a great picture of this guy. <laughs> it does seem like very niche for Will because Will strikes me as kind of like a basic B. So I yeah. am surprised. <laughs> but. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. But Will decides to relent and he's like, okay, like if it's just a few people. You fool. You fool, <laughs> William. 
So, of course, it turns into a full-blown, wild, out-of-control house party. Will is trying to do damage control. We got people climbing up the walls. We got people shooting lasers, and it's insane. So, Gwen is trying to calm Will down, and he's like, I thought you said it was just the homecoming committee. And she's like, it is, plus some other people. But, like, you're popular, Will. This is what happens. Duh. And I'm like, no, it's a house that people can party in. That's, like, really what's happening. But, sure. He's freaking out. And he, you know, just wants to make sure he can get everything cleaned up in time. And she's like, okay, I have an idea. And, like, pulls him into his dad's office. And she's like, okay. So what's really on your mind? Um, you filled my house with strangers. <laughs> yeah, and they're destroying everything. And my parents will be home in a matter of hours. But he's like, it's my friends. And she's like, your friends are all here. And he's like, no, the, the sidekicks. And he just wants to call Zach and Layla and like tell them to come over. And she's like, oh, Will, you're such a nice guy. But like. Do you really think that they would have fun with this crowd? Do you think they would fit in? And he's like, yeah, they would be fine. She's like, they'd be miserable. Bitch, what? Okay. (laughs) They can socialize. Like, they're fine. But she then, like, puts her hand on his shoulder and Speed opens the door looking for a bucket. And he's like, whoops, sorry. And she's like, I just wish we could go somewhere to be alone and will's like wow pretty crazy Mm -hmm. outside layla passes by will's house and sees that he's having a party it's very apparent Mm -hmm. meanwhile will takes gwen into the secret sanctum and i'm like you only went in here like a week ago Mm mm-hmm And you're bringing some random girl into the secret sanctum? Your parents have one rule set for you. One rule. Sure. You know, um, Layla comes into the party. She's looking for Will. Gwen comes out and sees her. And she asks Will to get her a diet caffeine-free orange soda. And he's like, coming right up. And so he leaves. Penny goes up to Layla And Gwen tells Layla that Will is avoiding her because he knows she's in love with him. So does everyone else, but he's too nice to say that he's not interested. And she's like, can't you take a hint? He's going to homecoming with me. And he threw a party and didn't invite you. You're embarrassing him and you're embarrassing yourself. Jeez. If someone said this to me in high school. Oh, my God. I don't think I could show my face again. Yeah. Yeah. If a senior girl said this to me – Confidence destroyed. Yeah, I would never recover. I would carry it with me like probably to my grave. I mean, she does get like what happens later. Mm. I feel like if that happened to me later, I'd be like, okay. But if if someone just said this independently and nothing else happened after, confidence destroyed for life. Destroyed. (laughs) Yeah. Layla's like, when you see Will, tell him. I never want him to talk to me again. She's like tears in her eyes and she runs out. And of course, that's when Will actually walks up. He's like, hey, Layla, what's up? And she just walks right past him and he catches up to her and he's like, whoa, 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 like what's going on? Whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. (laughs) And she just tells him, 
have fun with Gwen. You two deserve each other. And Will goes up to Gwen and he's like, what the fuck did you say to her? And Gwen says that she just told her the truth that he's a hero and she's holding him back and he has new friends now and basically tells Will that he needs to figure out if he wants to hang out with them or the losers. And thank God Will finally puts his foot down Mm -hmm. and he tells Gwen that he will not be going to homecoming with her. Boom. So she better find herself another date. And she Mm. is pissed that not only is he the one that's dumping her, which if you're being dumped by a freshman, that also is another confidence killer, I'm sure. (laughs) But especially the night right before the dance. And he's basically like, well, sucks to suck and tells everybody to get out of his house which, of course, is when Commander and Jetstream, they finally come back home and Commander is like, okay, everybody has to get the fuck out of my house by the count of three and everyone bolts immediately, which is a smart move, I would say. I would not want to face the Commander's wrath, I don't think. No. So Will's parents start to go in on him and Will's like, I didn't plan this. And the Commander's like, well, that's good enough for me. Maybe he doesn't have a wrath. You know what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> His mom is like, I have half a mind to tell him he can't go to the dance. And Will's like, I'm not going to the dance. And Commander Steve, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, wait, hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're introducing everyone to the Stronghold 3 at the dance. Like, let's not go too crazy now. Let's <laughs> reel it back in. And Josie's like, Will, did something happen? And Will's like, I don't want to talk about it. And Steve is like, we're absolutely (laughs) going to talk about it because we promised Gwen that we would go to the dance. And I don't break promises, okay? It's not Mm. something strongholds do. And Will's like, well, I promise I'm not going. Walks upstairs. Mm. So once he gets to his room, Will tries to get a hold of Layla, but she doesn't answer the phone. And he's like, okay, listen, I'm going to the Paper Lantern. If you hear this, come meet me. Like, I need to talk to you. We then cut over to the Paper Lantern where Mr. Medulla and Boomer are on their double date, but both of the twins are just all over Medulla. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about Boomer. Boomer's, like, <laughs> taking shots. He's, like, depressed. Yeah. So... Will then calls Layla again from the paper lantern, but her voicemail is literally full because he's left her 18,000 messages. Mm -hmm. And our favorite busboy, Warren Peace, comes up to the table and asks Will what he's doing here. And I'm like, it's a restaurant. Like, why? That doesn't seem that weird that he would be here. (laughs) And Will asks Warren if he would know, like, where Layla is. Because, you know, he's taking her to homecoming and everything. And Warren's like, oh, yeah, right, that. And <laughs> Will is like, well, you don't have to worry about me ruining your night because I'm not going. And Warren sits down. He's like, well, that actually sucks because we're only going together to make you jealous. And Will's like, what? What? Like, why would why would she want to make me jealous? And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. She's into you, you dumbass. It finally dawns on Will that Layla has a crush on him, but he's like, well, 
not after tonight. Like, Layla and my other friends probably are never going to speak to me again. And Warren's like, well, you must have been a total jerk because they won't stop talking to me no matter what I do. (laughs) He's like, I'm begging you. Yeah. And it's like a nice little moment between they kind of have like a a calm conversation together. Mm-hmm. Nobody's throwing any flames. Warren has given him some advice. So things are on the mend. Yeah. We just cut to the dance. We, yeah. We're like, all right, let's get down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. So at the dance, Zach is like <laughs> trying to get Magenta to dance and she's just stone-faced. Mm-hmm. Layla is at the punch bowl with Mr. Boy, who Lash uh, <sighs> it makes me so sad. Yeah. But luckily, Mr. Boy has a fighting spirit mm-hmm. because Lash like spills his drink on him. And Layla's like, the guys at the school are jerks. <laughs> That's when Warren walks up in a suit and he's like, thanks a lot. <laughs> he looks so good. He looked so perfect standing there in, in your his father's prison suit. <laughs> oh my god, he looks incredible. And I know now that I'm so down. God, I haven't heard that song in years. Why did I buy that album and have it on my phone? I also own I bought the physical copy of that album. Absolutely, Ooh. I did. I was a huge Five Sauce gal. Not as much as like One Direction. One Direction was my true love, but I also was a Five Sauce girly for sure. I do think that that song is just like a really good song. Oh, yeah. It's a great little pop song with a, the tiniest bit of rock. Pop anthem. Yeah. 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 R.I.P. American Apparel. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? <laughs> but... I also just love the fact that Warren was like, well, even though, you know, this isn't, this ruse isn't happening, I'm not going to leave this girl all alone at the dance. He put on a suit. He showed mm-hmm. up, even though I'm sure no part of him wanting to be there. And it just makes me love him even more than I already do. Yeah. And wish that they had a romance, but alas. <laughs> but fuck me, I guess. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Stronghold house, Will is in the sanctum just kind of reflecting. And Jetstream comes down and she's like, so your father and I are about to fly off. Like you still have one more chance to come if you change your mind. But he says no. And he asks her if she has ever felt like she messed something up so bad that she'll never be able to fix it. And she says, people make mistakes, Will. That's what high school's about. Heck, That's what life's about. The key is to learn from them. And if someone is a true friend, you'd be surprised at how understanding they can be. Which is, you know, lovely advice from Jetstream. And she then hands Will their yearbook because apparently Commander was trying to sneak it into the dance under his cape in case anyone else wanted to reminisce. Oh my god. Lord... She leaves and Will just starts thumbing through the yearbook, you know, sees a very old picture of a young Kurt Russell in there. And <laughs> um, he then sees that picture of Sue Tenney again. And he's like, hmm. And so he flips over to the science club picture and he's like, Gwen? <gasps> like, she looks a lot like Gwen. And then he notices 
in the science club picture, she is literally holding the pacifier. And I'm like, how has nobody noticed this? It's the, it's right in front of you. This whole time. Insane. So he sees in the picture she's holding the pacifier. So naturally he goes over to look at the pacifier. Guess what? It's gone. Gone. No one is surprised. And he's like, oh my God, I got to get to sky high. And he pulls out Ron Wilson's handy dandy card. Mm-hmm. At the dance, the commander and Jetstream are just about to walk in. And the commander's like, it's wrong to unveil the stronghold three without Will. And they decide to leave. But in that moment, the spotlight shines on them. And Principal Powers gets on the mic to welcome the special guests. And then um, Gwen comes up to the podium with their award. And she starts her speech about the Hero of the Year Award. And says to mark this occasion, they've planned a special tribute to the most powerful super being ever to walk the halls of Sky High. Me. (gasps) Cue the costume, the lights, stitches the goblin man and the pacifier. Royal pain is back for vengeance. The lights are very elaborate, too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So is the costume, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, The commander's like, Royal pain is a girl? And she's like, I can't believe I ever lost to an idiot like him. Prepare to be pacified. And she zaps him with the pacifier, and the commander turns into a baby. <gasps> That's what it does. It's a baby fire. Honestly, great twist. I think it is clever. Yeah, yeah. Then Jetstream flies at her, but she gets up too. Thank God, Mr. Mm. Boy catches her just in time. Yeah. And but he does also get zapped and um he professes his love to her. Yeah, I didn't he can catch that. Oh my god, he's holding he he's holding her and he's like, Josie, I've always and he gets zapped. So he was about to say like I've oh. always loved you. And I was like, Mr. Boy Mr. <laughs> Mr. Boy, please. We need some justice. I know. So naturally, everybody starts running from the crazy lady with the pacifier, but Gwen is not working alone. All her pals from the high school, Penny, Speed, Lash, they're all in cahoots, and they start pulling down gates, locking everybody inside the dance, and they all get zapped one by one. Thankfully... Coach Boomer, before he gets zapped, runs up to War and Peace and tells him to find an exit. Warren finds this vent that luckily is just big enough for humans to crawl through. And they all... <laughs> Coincidentally. Yeah, they escape the, the gym. Meanwhile, outside, Ron Wilson drops off Will. And Will's like, listen, if I'm not back in 30 minutes, and Ron is like, I'm going in after you. And he's like, absolutely not. Go get help. He's like, right, I will do that. Good luck. <laughs> And then once again, the windows do get smashed um, because Will just runs right through the door. Yes. So as everybody is crawling through the vent, lucky, lucky, we have Emmy Award nominated actor Nicholas Braun as glowy Zack Attack. And he's like, let me lead the way. 
crawls through. Will sees the glowing vent and opens the other side for everybody Mm -hmm. to get into the hall. Meanwhile, Ron Wilson watches Stitches the Goblin pull up with a school bus of his own. In the hallway, the um, hero support gang fills Will in on what Gwen has done. And he's like, all right, it's going to take all of us to beat her. And Magenta's like, besides you and Warren, like, we're only sidekicks. And he's like, just because you have powers, that doesn't make you a hero. Sometimes it just makes you a jerk. Makes me a jerk. I guess what I'm trying to say is, and Layla's like, we get it. You've been a jerk. (laughs) And he's like, Layla, in case my homecoming day ends up killing me tonight, I just want you to know. And he grabs her and kisses her. <gasps> wow. Oh my God. Moment is immediately broken because Penny, Lash, and Speed show up. And Warren tells Will to go take care of Gwen while he, Layla, and Ethan handle these clowns. And he like runs off like right through the wall. Mans is just going through the wall mm. at this point. And Zach and Magenta crawl back through the vent. Look at Warren working on a team. He's like, you go. We got this. Yeah. I love it. He's breathing. I love it. He blinked. Oh, my God. I'm smitten. But (laughs) back at the gym, Royal Pain and Stitches are – they're struggling. Why are they struggling? Because they're trying to figure out how to load these babies into car seats. And they're just reading the manual. Mm. They're bickering. It's a lovely little moment of comic relief. And then we get back to fighting. So (laughs) – Lash is trying to fight Ethan, but Ethan manages to, like, puddle himself away and escapes into the bathroom. Meanwhile, Penny is going after Layla, and uh, Layla is like, I don't believe in using my powers for violence. And I'm like, what do you believe in using yeah, your powers for? Apparently nothing. I mean, I've seen you wave your hand amongst some dead flowers. Yeah. Like, Just useless shit. <laughs> your lima beans were gro- growing quite quickly there, girl. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me because she's like, I only use it when the situation demands it. This is that situation. There's no continuity. There's no continuity. <sighs> Anyways. Lash then goes into the bathroom looking for Ethan and he hears like some noise coming from the toilet and he's like, there's no way. But Ethan is actually right behind him. Mm -hmm. He appears and shoves Lash's head into the toilet, giving him the ultimate swirly. His long elastic neck is all up in there. Oh, yeah. So one down. Back to Royal Pain. They've gotten the babies on a conveyor belt that's being loaded into the school bus. And she actually is holding the commander in baby form. And gives this, like, supervillain speech about how her senior year at Sky High, no one knew what a technopath was, but she was brilliant and misunderstood. A girl named Sue Tenney was written off as a science geek and stuck in sidekick class. So she hatched a plan to start her own supervillain academy and raise a generation of heroes from scratch as villains. Mm. But first, she had to destroy Sky High. And now, her plan is complete. Her only regret? This may be the finest supervillain speech ever given. And he doesn't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) 
thought that was like a little like spice I added. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it is. It is a great speech. I mean, like one thing that I love about this movie throughout is that while it is very much like a satire of superhero films, it's also like such an homage. Um, which I think is the best way to do satire. Like you can tell there's a deep, deep yeah. love for superhero movies. Um, so like we get these moments where we get these cliche things like the big supervillain speech, but then the thing that undercuts it is that it's to a fucking baby who doesn't even understand it. So mm-hmm. I really liked how they played with that a lot throughout. But after this whole speech, guess who was listening in the wings? Will Stronghold. So he pops out and he's like, listen, lady, I'm sorry my parents destroyed your mom. And Gwen is like, no one could defeat royal pain. When the pacifier exploded, I, I was actually turned into a baby. And the goblin who at this point in the movie is when we learn his name, it's Stitches. Mm-hmm. Stitches took her away and raised her as his daughter. And Will is just like, I made out with an old lady. I'm like, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. So Royal Payne charges at Will. They smash into the school, just like breaking through wall after wall after wall until they land back in the gym. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So they have a big old fight. Meanwhile, Warren finds Speed and Ethan turns into a puddle and he like trips him. He crashes into the wall and Warren fires at him. Meanwhile, Layla and Penny are still sussing it out and Penny actually hits Layla. And Layla's like, big mistake. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> so she rises up the plants from outside and like ties up all of the penny clones. And she's like, Layla, like, don't leave us here to die. Gwen is going to deactivate the anti gravity thingamajigger on the school and we're going to fall out of the sky. We only have 10 minutes. So somehow in these 10 minutes, Layla has managed to find um, blueprints for the school. Sure. And everyone's just, you know, gathered in the hallway looking at them. Magenta's like, what are we supposed to do? Royal Payne sealed off every route to the anti-gravity room. And Ethan is like, oh, but what about this conduit? And Zach says that you'd have to be the size of a rat to fit in there. (gasps) Magenta, baby girl, it is your time to shine. (laughs) So she turns into that little guinea pig and she starts... Climbing mm-hmm. through that little tiny vent. Back to the gym. Will and Royal Payne are fighting, and Layla and Warren come to his rescue. Will gets f- his fucking shit rocked. He's blown out of the school. Well, it's insane because he was literally like on top of Royal Payne, about to do the final blow. And Layla, for some reason, comes in and just goes, Will! And it distracts him, so Royal Pain like rocks his shit. And I'm like, what is anybody what? doing? Have you learned nothing from hero support? This right? is not what you do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. So Royal Pain tells them there goes their last chance at stopping her. But Will flies <gasps> back up to the school. Royal Pain cannot believe it. And 
He lifts her up and throws her down, breaking the head off of her mechanic suit. I'm like, you're not going to finish the job? That's rule number one of being a hero, but... Finish the job. Meanwhile, outside, Stitches is about to get on the bus with all the babies, but who's there waiting for him? Ron Wilson, bus driver, and just punches his lights out. Magenta finally gets to the generator, and they tell her to cut the red wire. She's like, there's a lot of red wires in here. Mm. Royal Payne presses a button on her arm, and the school starts falling. Yeah, because she's still awake. Yes, because the job wasn't done. Yeah. School is falling a mile a minute, and Will decides to fly below the school to try and stop it. I'm like, I don't know if you're that strong. Definitely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) So Magenta keeps chewing on the wires. Meanwhile, we cut to this couple who has just finished moving into their new house. And we can see like the real estate agent sign. It's Will's parents who've sold the house. And they're like, look, see, the movers didn't break a thing. Like, aren't you glad we didn't pay for that extra insurance? And they just see this like meteor looking like UFO object hurtling towards the house and they are screaming magenta keeps chewing finally the school stops and will is like underneath it and he's like that could have been messy and he (laughs) flies the school up and the husband faints and she's like chester chester (laughs) oh my gosh so We finally get sky high, back up to the sky. They're unloading all the babies out of the bus, and Layla's like, what should we do now? But thank God for Mr. Medulla and his big old brain, because it was not affected by the pacifier. He still is just as smart as a baby. And he's like, oh, it should only take me a couple of hours to reconfigure the pacifier. Mr. Peace... Take me to the mad science lab. And Mr. Peace, regrettably, I have made a boom boom. <laughs> and everyone just like takes a step away. <laughs> oh, God. So Principal Powers guides everyone to get like depacified and to grab a baby and report to the science lab. Will apologizes to his parents and they're like, listen, we were all tricked. There's no way. You could have known your girlfriend was a psychopath. And Will's like, no, I took her to the inner sanctum, and that was how she got the pacifier. They're like, the whole party was a trap. The homecoming dance was a trap. Like, you're you're good, homie. You saved Sky High and everyone in it. And Will's like, I didn't do it by myself. (laughs) Mr. Boy brings up the Hero of the Year Award, and he's like, it's already inscribed. And the commander's like, I'd like to accept the award, but it doesn't belong to me. And he gives it to the sidekicks and calls them heroes. On his way out, he tells Mr. Boy to keep teaching them what he's teaching them. And Josie kisses him on the cheek. Just a, a, a 16th of what this man deserves. A fraction mm-hmm. of a portion. Mm-hmm. But it's a start. I really, I hope that Mr. Boy takes this moment 
gets a little more confidence, puts himself out there. They find a nice lady who's not already married. Maybe a super woman. Mm, yeah, you guys could be a team. I wonder what Mr. Boy's powers are. Yeah. We never find out. He's super humble. <laughs> He's super <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's super duper. <laughs> Because he definitely has powers because he's not like a right? Ron Wilson situation. I wonder mm-hmm. – I guess like he's really quick at changing. Um, He could jump up to that pipe. Maybe he can jump really high. Could that be it? <laughs> I, I sure hope it's not it. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess we'll never know. But – After that, we see that Principal Powers has locked Gwen, Penny, Stitches, Lash, and Speed in the detention room, and she's like, there's nothing more I can do for you guys. I'm not Wonder Woman, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. And after she leaves, Gwen is like, I can't believe I went through puberty twice for this. You did. You did that, girly. You chose that. Yeah. Back at the dance, Mr. Medulla tells everyone he has depacified the babies and destroyed the machine. Let's boogie. Woo. So Warren and the ice girl get together. Magenta tells Zach that's so sweet she could hurl. And he's like, yeah, like, fuck that shit. And <laughs> She's like, do you want to dance? And he's like, I would love to, please. <laughs> and we just hear like, I'd stop, wait, what was it? I'd stop the world and melt for you. Yep. Bom, bom, bom. And Layla and Will kiss and while they fly in the sky. And we get a little outro. Will's like, the villains are in prison. And Ron Wilson, yeah, he fell into a vat of toxic waste. Wink, wink, no. Mm-hmm. And now he is working for the mayor, defending the city. So in the end, my girlfriend became my arch enemy. My arch enemy became my best friend. And my best friend became my girlfriend. But hey, that's high school. Come on. What a How great- can you not love what it? What a great ending line to a fantastic movie. It's a Ugh. good one. I really enjoyed it. I was yeah. like laughing. I was, I think really, um, I mean, we talked about it. Actually, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the people who made this did Kim Possible. Yes. Yeah, they did. And that makes sense to me because Kim Possible has an amazing mix of like superheroism mm-hmm. and um, like comedy. Totally. Yeah. So. It's a it's a hard balance to strike, and I feel like the only thing that kind of lives in a similar arena of this is like the Marvel Spider Man movies, um, like the yeah. the new ones with Tom Holland, where they kind of have that cheeky, like lighthearted humor. At least in the first one, more so. Definitely not as much in the third one, but yeah. That kind of lighthearted, young, being in high school, we still get, like, the relationships and the social dynamics, but then also the superhero antics, but it's definitely way less dramatic in this. So I really love that style. Um, I think that the ensemble is, like, so great. You can tell that they had a really fun time working together. And actually, we didn't talk about this in the intro, but 
the director had a rule that they weren't allowed to date in the cast. Yo-ho. So, and they made this rule literally because of Stephen Strait, because he's so hot that they were like, okay, we need to <laughs> make a rule that people aren't allowed to date. But actually, Michael, what's, I don't want to butcher his last name. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's like oh. Angaran- Angarano? Angaran- Angarano? That sounds right. Yeah. So he played Will and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who played Gwen, they had a little romance. And then also, this is why there's chemistry there, Danielle Panabaker and Stephen Strait, Mm-mm-mm. War and Peace, had a little relationship too. So Yes, ma'am. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, the, the chemistry within the cast is just so delightful. And we didn't really talk about it throughout, but Almost every single song in this movie is a cover of an 80s song. And I thought that that gave like such a nice overall feel to it. First of all, it makes the movie feel a lot more timeless than if they had used all songs from the 2000s. I think it would have dated it so quickly. Um, And also, uh, this was something that Mo had actually found on the Wikipedia page talking about how like the adults in the movie were made to be kind of like ridiculous and insane compared to all the teens which is such a trope that you see in 80s teen movies where like the adults are insane and the kids are the one who like they have their heads screwed on straight and they're more so the voice of reason so i liked how it kind of paid homage to that as well um and it definitely had that more like 80s comic book style to it as well yeah i think leaning into the comic book style was like Mm -hmm. a great decision Because if we got too, like, lost in the weeds of, like, where they live or, like, logistic shit, like, I think it was really good to have it Mm character-focused, kind of get those, like, funny moments in, kind of, like, physical comedy, yeah, little wordplay. Like, I think it was just really Mm well-crafted where I didn't – I wasn't ever, like, you know, I want to know more about the town or, like, whatever. I was, like – I like the focus. Mm-hmm. I like what they're accentuating. Yeah. I did think at the end there could have been like some cuts made. Mm. Like, I don't know. The pacing at the end, like it kind of felt like they were like, oh shit, we got to get to the end dance. Yeah. Like we, and so that was kind of weird, but I really enjoyed watching it. Like I had a blast. It's a great sleepover movie just to kind oh, of like totally. put on, have some candies, drink some drinks. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really good movie. I would like show it to my future spawn before like high school and be like, mm. there are no heroes and sidekicks. Yeah. You're all just living in a crazy messed up world trying to get by. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. And we can all work together together yeah it's really great i really i really love it and it's not even one of those like oh it's so bad it's good it's just like genuinely very good yeah just like kind of good like it's not gonna teach you how to solve chemical equations but like Mm -hmm. it's an enjoyable film for sure yeah i was watching it with phil too and like we were just kind of like laughing and like chatting it was very fun on that note, shall we give her a rating? Ooh, I think I'm going to go with an eight. Like, I feel like it's like a really solid movie. It's not one of my all-time favorites, but I feel like an eight's a, a pretty solid score. I'm going to give it 
I considered giving it a nine, but I feel like if you don't feel yeah. confident in it, then it's not. So I'm going to give it like an 8.75. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really do love this movie. I enjoy it every time I watch it. There were – I now have a very newfound love for Mr. Boy and that's going to be very present in all of my future <laughs> viewings of it. Yeah. So it was nice to do a little bit of a deeper watch of it than I normally do just because I have seen it so many times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I look forward to seeing what other details I might pick up on the next time I watch it. I really – yeah. Can't wait to watch it again. I watched it on Disney Plus in the U.S., I also watch it on Disney Plus in Canada, so makes yeah. it easy. Disney Plus really comes through sometimes, I got to say. The the catalog is vast for sure. <laughs> it's vast. Yeah. I really need to rewatch Lizzie McGuire, but mm. too busy right now. So much so many shows, so little time, but well, we hope that you enjoyed the first installment of Back to School September. Yes, it was so fun to record and we have some tricks and and whatnot up our sleeves so you got to keep tuning in also just to remind you that our patreon movie of september is spy kids it is a wild ride so you definitely want to tune in for that oh my gosh i feel like i need to like get high to watch that movie (laughs) it would like add to the enjoyment absolutely absolutely So if you would like to listen to our Spy Kids movie, you can hop over on our Patreon. We also have a ton of interesting perks. So check it out. And if you would like a little more content from us, you can also follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can also follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. And send us a good old-fashioned email movies that raised us at gmail.com yes and we will see you next week for our next back to school movie with that being said i'm mo and i'm christina and our theme song is by garrett schmidt bye Bye.